is me, gente. It's your girl, Nina Montañez. Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy, Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> Welcome back for your second serving. You can catch this every Thursday, bringing you y'all's favorite, Caldero Talk. Caldero Talk is the part of the show where we introduce you to any guest if we have, bring up our deep topic, and everyone chimes in to dissect and discuss, followed by Reposal. Reposar is how we will close the episode, leaving you all with some positive affirmations, shoutouts, and any announcements that need to be made. With that being said, mi gente, let's head on over into our first section. Caldero Talk. Happy, happy Thursday to everybody. Welcome back to your second mm, serving. Mm, this mm. is Caldero Talk. Y'all already know what's really motherfucking popping. Um, this week's episode, you know, we don't really have a deep topic. I kind of just wanted to catch up with Nina. Yep. I wanted to share that with everybody. I feel like everyone is kind of wondering how your trip went. They want to hear the stories. They want to hear the juice. They want to hear the details, I the sazón, the sofrito, all of it. Um, this is going to be a two-part episode. We want to have Sam on here and talk a little bit more about the trip. Um, so let's, let's dive right into it. Like, talk to us about, first of all, how long was this flight? Yo, in total, it was like 31 hours. In total, 31. Say la madre. Say la madre. <laughs> yeah, so our, our first flight, um, leaving, uh, Logan was, I think it was like 11 hours. And then we got to where we were headed and I think we had a layover and uh, yo, I'm telling you guys everything blended together like, where, where okay so when you were on the flight like talk about like I don't know I, I can never picture myself on a flight more than four hours because that's how long it takes to get to Puerto Rico that's the farthest a nigga's been except when I went to Cali but the time lapse there so that, that kind of explains that mm-hmm. but I just I, long flights like how did that feel <laughs> um, did you look down and see only water did you like I, I, I'm confused no I, I slept the whole because my flight my flight was at ten o'clock at night, so I'm oh, like, oh, okay, I'm that's not tired. bad. So I'm already tired from the day, and I decided like, yo, I'm gonna go to like, let me go to sleep or whatever. And so I did. I literally knocked the fuck out for maybe seven hours of the first whatever, and it was like in and out, in and out, in and out. And then by the time I actually like was awake, they would like come around and like, um, you got meals on the plane. Alcohol was free. Ooh. I didn't drink any alcohol on the plane, though, because I didn't want to have to get up to take a piss, because yeah. I hate... I was sitting in the middle. Using the bathroom. And I hate, no, it's not that I hate using the bathroom. Yo, those bathrooms... Yo, I'm not going to front. International flights, yo, those planes are fucking dope, bro. Really? Dope, dope, dope. Those bathrooms were limpiecito, like, whatever. Unless you went after somebody who was nasty as fuck, but yeah. other than that, when I went in, I didn't have an issue with the bathrooms. They were, very like, very clean. Um... But it was just that I was sitting in the middle and I hate having to tap the person next to me if they're sleeping that I have to go to the bathroom. So I tried to limit how much I drank while I was on the plane. Um, I was also like very bloated and like just that didn't yeah, feel Yeah, that well. usually happens, yeah. Um, my ankles were fucking big as fuck. Like you would have thought I was like nine months pregnant out this bitch. It was bad. It was just being in the air that long. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I didn't get up to walk around. Like I literally was just trying to sleep it off so I didn't have to, yeah. you know, deal with it. But it was a long ass fucking flight and then we got to our next flight and I had the whole row to myself. Oh, the best. I, I love when that happens. I lifted up the little, the armrest. Yep. And, and you put your legs up, put nice put little nap, up, little bear right here. And I think that one was like the eight hour flight. I mm. knocked the fuck out for us to get to, I think it was Johannesburg and then that flight to Port Elizabeth was two hours. So when you landed, you landed in Johannesburg? No, first it was Qatar. Okay. And then from Qatar to Johannesburg and then from Johannesburg to Port Elizabeth. And this was all flights? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
So Explain I to left, us like I when- left on the 14th. No, I left on the 13th that night. We didn't get in until Saturday. Aye. Yeah, it was crazy. And then on top of that, when we fucking got there, we had to get into a van and drive like X amount of hours to where we were staying. Um, but everybody wanted to stop to get Rand, which was um, the currency in, in South Africa. We had to change our money. And that shit took two hours. Homeboy was like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to go change everybody's money. And we're all sitting in the fucking heat. This hot ass van, fucking 16 people deep. And this man's inside just like, it took mad long because it was like documentation because the amount of money that he was trying to change. And it was fucking crazy. And by the time we got to where we were staying, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Fucking crazy. Now where you were staying, like, uh, how was like the setup? Bro. The, was it like uh, it was like house or were you in huts or tents? So, <laughs> DK glamping, glamorous camping, DK. Um, we get there, and everybody had a roommate. Everybody was partnered up with somebody. Um, so we got told where we were staying. We got walked to our our tents. So like some people were sleeping in tents, like on the ground. Other people had like um, porches that the tent was set up in. Mm, okay. So we're like, okay, cool. They let us know who our, our room assignment was, who was our person we were going to be rooming with, which is fine. Um, my roommate was dope as fuck, coolest bitch on the trip, for sure. She was so fucking cool. And I'm like, all right, cool, we got along. We hit it off immediately at the airport. So I was like, okay, cool, now I feel like I have somebody here, which was nice. Her and I are very, very similar. Um, and like our sense of humor, everything. Like she was just a dope ass person. I mean, we we don't got to talk about, we already talked about, you know, shit that went down the last couple of days, but she's still a dope person. Um, oh, the same girl that was with, yeah, the, yeah. with the room? Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, which, whatever, it is what it is. And we walk, we start walking, we grab our shit, we're talking, well, her and I are already talking shit. So I'm like, ooh, this is going to be my bitch for the trip, but we get to our, we get to our little, our little area, we go up the stairs, and we open up the tent, and we look inside, and we were like, there's one bed. Um. So you sleeping outside one night, I'm sleeping on the bed, we're going to alternate, what are we doing? And she was like, I think we're supposed to sleep together. And I'm like, I, I'm... Is it a full size? It was. I think it was a queen. It was, it was fairly oh, big. Oh, okay. So it was a pretty big yeah. tent. It, but yo, because my thing is, is like, how do you skip that part? How do you not let motherfuckers know? Yeah. How many times did I have Sam on this motherfucking episode and we was talking about the trip and this motherfucker never once said, oh, you're going to be with strangers and on top of that, you got to sleep with one of them. Wait, how do you miss that? D-Man, what was Sam, your first tell night? Me. What was your first night like sleeping there? Um, did you like, did you sleep okay or were you like on hot. edge? Were you like... No, no, no. It was So it's a tent outside. There's yeah, no AC. Outside, there's no, no AC. Ay, la creta, la creta. No, 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 no. What was that? Wait, what? Okay. What were you hearing? Like, did you hear... So they were telling us like not to leave food in your tent because there are baboons that know how to open up the zippers and know I how to am get... done. So this is what happens. So the bigger baboon knows how to open the um, the tent <laughs> and then he takes the smaller baboon and pushes him inside so that he can go in and ransack I'm the so shit. I'm so done. They're if so you have cute food. But don't. Uh, we didn't see any. We didn't see any. Um, I almost stepped on a frog when I was walking back to my tent at night. I like went to walk because the I bathroom was far. Yeah, it wasn't far from where we were sleeping, but for other people, the bathroom was, like, fairly far. And it's like, yeah, you took a shower, but you still felt dirty as fuck. Like, the water was brown. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I guess I'm clean, but, like, not really. Because then you got to walk back to your room, and then you have all the debris and the dirt f- still flying around. So it's like, I was never really clean for, like, 12 days. Okay, that's probably why it... Never mind. <laughs> never mind. 
Never mind. For a minute, I forgot we were on a podcast. <laughs> um. So wait. So you had to take a shower and then walk through dirt roads. Like it wasn't no, like it was through like a grassy field. No, it was all grass. Like the place where we stayed at was beautiful. The yeah. stars at night. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even. I couldn't even take pictures because I couldn't even. I still can't put it in, into words. Like just how beautiful everything was. Like That's regardless good. of sleeping in a tent, like. Yo, take a second to admire nature. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just had to like walk through like a little pathway and then go to our tent. But every it was all all a grass area, but it just still sucked that like there was still dirt and shit. Yeah. Um, so that was that. But it got cold at night. Believe it or not, I, at one point I slept in a hoodie. Yeah, and a lot sweatpants. of people don't. A lot of people think Guys, like in hot places that it's nice cold and cold at night. Yeah, break. like tropical islands and everything. At night it gets cold. Like right. especially. I've only experienced that in California and in uh, Puerto Rico. Like, it's blazing hot during the day. But at night, when I lived in Cali, I didn't even have an AC. I literally would just open up my four windows in my room, and I would sleep in freezing temperatures. Like, it was amazing. It was the most comfortable sleep. Yo, at one point, it was too hot. Like, it was hot through the whole night. So I I looked at my roommate. I was like, I'm sleeping in a sports bra. She was like, same. But that was it. But the nights that it got really cold, we were like back to back, generating, trying to generate body heat. Yo, we again, we we hit it off like really, really well. Um, Did they give you guys blankets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had okay. like blankets, pillows, everything. Like the bed was set up. It had sheets. So and it's everything. like a resort. Bitch, no. <laughs> Fuck you, talking about a resort. In terms of camping, I guess, but I don't like the outdoors. I'm not an outdoorsy person. Yeah. If I'm like playing sports, like ultimate frisbee, playing basketball, volleyball, softball, I, that's when I'll be outdoors. To, what to, to go for a hike and to DK? Oh no, 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 no. The only reason that that happened was because everybody was doing it. But the area, so the area where you guys were at, it wasn't like there was a lot of people, a lot of the population. You could hear them at night. Um, so where we were staying, if you looked over the hill, like you could see the village that we were working at. Like it wasn't that far as maybe mm-hmm. like five minute drive. Um, every day, like five seven minutes, give or take. Um, all you could hear were the dogs barking at night. Mm. But that it wasn't crazy. Everything was mad peaceful, quiet. Because it, it wasn't a busy, it wasn't a busy area. It's like, not a busy. Mind you, the village that we were in, people lived in shacks. Yeah. Okay. Like, and then they explained it to us, like how it works. Like they took everybody on a tour of the of the village, and they ex- explained it to us, like how it's separated, like how people are waiting for government housing, and this is just like concrete four walls that they're waiting for. You got motherfuckers here in America cheating the system because right. they don't want to put that their husband is living in a household with them and there's a two-income household. I got I, I met people that were waiting 20 years for for concrete walls. Yep. That's it. They were just waiting for concrete walls. They didn't want fucking sticks and stones and shit anymore. And it was fucking ridiculous. Like I had like a like a moment where I was I grew angry at those people here in the states that abuse systems that were and have the audacity to complain. To com- Okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, what kind of like what kind of stuff were you guys building? Like, what what, what was that process like? So, I spent a lot of my time painting, um, just because that's what I enjoy doing. We um, sanded down all the wood uh, in the playgrounds in two um, preschools. One was called Happy Kids. The other one is um, Educare. And 
we spent our time like sanding it down the first day, whatever. And then the next day we came in and we painted, we painted everything. A lot of the stuff, since it's wood, the sun just beating on the wood like for, yeah. for so long. We replaced a lot of things like um, they redid the swing sets, um, the seesaws. They even added like new flooring on like the jungle gyms and stuff, which was really cool. And within the school, they added shelves into closets for the teachers, which was wicked dope. Um, they they did a bunch of shit. I, I'm not a fan of power tools. Like, if I wanted to, like, they would have let me use power tools. Oh, my God. Painting is my, my steez. I got to do a mural, um, which was really dope. Uh, Sam was like, yo, can you can you draw? And I was like, I mean, I dabble. So I got to do that, um, which is which is so cool. And, and I also, they built a bench in honor of um, Nick Carey, who is uh, kind of the, he is the driving force behind this program and how it got started. Um, he was Sam's best friend. Um, he passed away in 2016 and his mom actually came on the trip, um, which is on was, this trip with yeah, you guys. She was on the trip with us, which was really dope. And, and they I, were acting that crazy with a mom on board. She, she's hip. Okay. Yeah. She's like, one of those moms. Yo, she's hip. I want to meet her. <laughs> um, so we, I got to. Sam gave me the task of I, I, there was one day where I woke up and I was like yo I'm not here for anybody's bullshit like I dead ass woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I was like I'm not here for anybody's bullshit I just want to get in do work and get the fuck out like I'm not I don't want to deal with nobody whatever and Sam was like alright bet I got, a, I got a job for you so he let me paint the bench and like do like a cute like in loving memory um, thing for for Nick which was really really dope um, again a lot of my projects were just like painting and like making the school look cute um, they also helped out. They helped move a water tank. Um, it collects water from I want to say the gut, like from the rain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like fills it up. And what else? We got to play with the kids. We also got to go to the rugby field and like have field day with the kids. How was that? Like w- making connections with the kids. Um, it took me a, it took me a couple days because I didn't go there for the kids. With that mind process, my yeah. job is working with kids, so I wanted to kind of step away from my everyday norm, which is why I put so much effort into um, the jobs that I was given. Um, a lot of, like, the kids were still playing around while we were still working. The kids were, like, outside at recess and doing and hanging out with us and things like that. And um, I was, a, a lot of the time, I was, like, off to the side. And the people that I were with were like, oh, the kids are so great. I want to work with kids. I want to work with the kids. And I felt like a dick because I was the only one that was like, mm, nope, I do nope. this every day, thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was me having to find that, like, that need or that want to get to know the kids because I really, it, it just wasn't there, but I didn't want to be the person to say that, yeah. um, which is why I was so quiet every night at Reflection because everybody had all these kids to talk about and stuff like that, and I genuinely was like, I got to paint a wall, so mm, that yeah. brought joy to my day. Um, but the kids, the, yo, bro, when I tell you that these kids were just the most amazing little human yeah. beings, like, they... They didn't cry. They didn't fight with each other. They weren't disrespectful to their teachers. And it was just an eye it was it was an eye opening experience. Like, wow, kids in the States are really fucking entitled. Mind you, I'm working with the same age bracket. Mm-hmm. Like I worked in preschool here and I was working with preschoolers um over in, in South Africa and I was like, yo, these kids have nothing but smiles on their faces. Some of these kids didn't even have fucking shoes on their feet. Best believe if they heard a song that they liked, they was bumping to it, they had a good time. They were going up to us, complete strangers, 
showing mad love, bro. Like, it was crazy. Meanwhile, you got kids here in the States that'll say fuck you to you at age five. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? What are we doing as a society to cultivate that type of shit within our youth? That's the truth right there. You know what I'm saying? It was just, yo, like, I had a little girl that came up to me. And mind you, I was just there. Like, I wasn't even trying to talk to the kids. I wasn't, I didn't make an effort. The kids came to me. So, but every day they saw me, it was all love. And there were, it was a little girl that I, she was, I had her in my snap. She would not tell me her name, but I, that was a language barrier. She didn't know that what I was asking. I was asking for her name, but she didn't, she didn't know what I was asking her. So, but she was the, she was so beautiful. I can't, she like hung out with me. She, I, I became her jungle gym. Every day she saw me, she would run up to me and she would like hug my leg. And then I just pick her up and walk around with her. Um, and it was like, it was wild. Like I was just like, yo, this is fucking crazy. And then, um, there was a little girl, whenever I would show up to the field, I would look for her. Um, she was so, her name was Shanika. She was so cute. And she was this little tomboy, but like very reserved. And yeah. she kind of reminded me of me. Um, and she like attached herself to me like immediately. And then I, that was one day. And the next day I hadn't seen her. So I asked every little kid in there. I was like, where's Shanika? Where's Shanika? I, I have to see her. And this, little, this other little girl actually posted a picture with this other girl. Um, her name was Maisha. And... She, we were getting ready to leave, and she saw like all of us were packing our things, getting ready to get into the van to head back to where we were staying. And she came up to me, and she's like, "Well, I have to go home now, but can I have a hug before I go?" And I just like picked her up in my arms, and I gave her a hug, and like someone oh captured God, that that's moment. So sweet. And it was wicked cute. Um, and I got to play rugby. I haven't played rugby in years. I got to play rugby with a group of kids. They were dope. Um, it was, it was. I think when I saw, like when I saw you with the kids, I was like, "Oh, she's in her element right there." Oh yeah, it, it was crazy. Like one of my one of my friends actually hit me up and he was like, "Yo, it's crazy to me how kids just gravitate towards you." And I was like, "Yeah, right. I don't know if it's a gift or a curse. <laughs> I don't, cause yeah. I was so I just wanted to chill." It's usually like that though, cause I'm the same way with kids. I'm very much like, "I'm gonna stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. I'll be over here." And then they come up to me. They're like, "Hi." I'm like, "No." <laughs> well, wait. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm an adult guy. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We so, don't talk I mean, to it. it was just it was it was definitely like really really dope to just be like. Okay, like, and then, okay, so my, my issue with the, not issue, but, like, I couldn't get out of my own head when it came to the whole kids thing because I'm so used to the rules and regulations put in place by my job. Yeah. So when the kids, like, picking up the kids, I was hesitant. It was, when they were hugging yeah, me, yeah. I was hesitant. I and I was like, that. It was yeah. just like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to lose my job. Because it's my implanted, mind, I was like, I'm gonna lose my for job. us here, it's implanted in our brains, like, think, like you, don't touch kids. What don't... fucking parent here in the States is going to let their kid walk up to a complete right. stranger and let them pick them up and right. play with them and things? That's not going to... They're going to call the fucking cops. Yeah. So it was me having to get out of that mindset. It took a couple of days. It really did for me to get out of the mindset of like, Nina, you're not going to get in trouble for, you know, caring for these kids. You're not going to get in trouble for letting them hug you. But some of them got like... Some of the kids would slap your ass. And, like, the other people that I was with thought it was fucking hilarious. And I had a kid, when I was painting, I was bending down and I was trying to get the lettering, whatever. I was in my zone. Kid came up to me, slapped me in my ass. Bro, I dropped the paintbrush. I jumped up so fast. And I had my, my hands up, fists up and everything. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I didn't know who it was. And I looked down and I'm like, it's a whole kid. And in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, I hope nobody saw that. Like, I'm going to lose my job. Like, it, I, I, it, I put me in a panic. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And then I realized, Nina, you're not in the States. Like, relax. Chill. Although he shouldn't be slapping your ass. Exactly. So I literally <laughs> told him, I was like, no, don't. I was like, hey, buddy, don't do that. Like, please, like, that's not nice. Don't do that. But then it sucks because it's like, I'm telling this kid who there's a language barrier and I'm telling him no, but my peers are telling yeah. him, think it's funny. So yeah. I'm like, 
I don't know why you anybody would think that a kid slapping your ass is funny know, at all. Um, so I'm just like, what? I'm like, you know what? Whatever. And it, it took me. It really did take me. It took me a couple of days to uh, get out of my my own my own way when it comes to like rules and regulations of working with children. Yeah. So while you were out there, like, how was the like? Obviously, you went into a little bit in El Chisme. Like, how was the nightlife? How was going out? Like, were you? Where I know you said you were like aware and you were alert, mm. but was there any moment where you felt like unsafe or you were like, now I don't feel too sure about being here? Um, so the only time we had we experienced nightlife was when we were in Cape Town. We didn't go out in in Curlin Village, um, because there's not a nightlife. You don't want to hang out in the village at night, yeah. and you we had locals tell us that you don't want to be here at night. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so we were just we honestly would just go back to where we were staying it was um at Rocky Road. And I can imagine that that locals and, you know, good or bad locals know exactly where this place is that you guys were staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know so, that um, they can roll we, up in there. Right. So, but there's like a, they have like a deep respect for the man who like runs it. Okay. Um, which is really dope. But we, um, we would just go back to like literally every day. We ended our day at like 5, 530. We would go back and we would have dinner on like 730 and then everybody would just start drinking. Like every day it was just like everybody just stuck in this place. Nobody has a car. Like, everybody was just kicking it. You had to make your own fun type shit. But everybody was fucked up and drinking and smoking. Pause. Did you ever feel guilty about, like, having a full meal, knowing that in the village they probably didn't have that? Was there ever that moment? I don't, honestly, I, did, I don't even think I thought about it. Yeah. To be honest. Not I, not that you should. Yeah, you have I, I don't to, even think I thought. I don't know if, if, if I it think crossed your mind. And every night there was a different thing on the menu. Yeah. Every night. The only thing that fucked me up was breakfast because I'm a breakfast person. I can skip every other meal. Breakfast is my shit. I want some eggs, some toast, some home fries, some bacon. Let me get all that. A bitch was surviving off of peanut butter spread and granola bars for breakfast. That's what was for breakfast every day. I was dumb sad every day. Like, yeah. fuck, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. By the time we got to lunch, whew, I was starving. I and plus, you guys are dance. in the heat and working. Yeah, yo. It, Dehydration must have been real. Yo. But everybody was, like, really good about um, staying hydrated. Like, everybody was like, yo, did you drink some water? Oh, you don't have any? Bro, here's my water. Like, everybody was so, like, which which I thought was really dope. Um, a group of strangers came together, and we all looked after each other. Like, it all happened very organically. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to look after you more than this person. Everybody looked out for everybody, which I thought was, I was so um, blessed to be on this trip with this group of people. Because um, it would have sucked if it was a bunch of selfish it motherfuckers. Shitty, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's go back to the nightlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said you didn't go out in the village you were staying at. No. You guys went out when you went to Cape Town. Cape Town. Mm-hmm. How was that like? Um, it was very, very interesting. Um, again, I thought it was going to be more like reggae, dance hall, um, just like more urban, uh, Afrocentric type. Nope. Nope. Uh, we heard Old Town Road three times. Party in the USA. Um, were these cl- were these clubs um, like gentrified or were they just... I mean, I've never been to know if there was a difference in the okay, area, yeah. but uh, there were a lot of... But you can tell like there was money invested into this or yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a for hole sure, in for the sure, wall. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so the the... Uh, what's the word? The demographic that was there. There were a lot of white people, but by white I mean like European, um, Brazilian. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, there were like other Americans there as well. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you hear noise in the background, that's my little, his dog. my brother's little dog sleepy. <laughs> Buddy's buddy sleeps. Buddy's knocked out. Man. He's like, listen, you had fun, but um. So go go ahead, continue. Oh, so um, <laughs> but I mean, it was just they had beers on tap. The music was like very old school. Uh, I wish I would not. We walked by a bar that was playing fucking um. You already know by 112. And I'm looking at everybody. Why are we not going into this bar? Why are we not? You don't hear the R&B music? Am I the only one hype about this shit? Sam looked back and was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to be at this bar. Fuck all of y'all. I'm going to be over here. Um, I'm going to be in my element over here. Um, the first night that we went out, um, not everybody came out with us because some people wanted to go on a hike early in the morning. So they all chose to stay in. But the ones that did go out, we actually... Um, the music was, there was they. I was so mad that I was like, I had to sell, my, I had to sell out. I did. I had to get hyped to Danza Kuduro. I had to get hyped to fuck. What else did they play? That I normally don't get hyped about. I would not have gotten hyped about it if we were here in the states, but I had to back there because that was the only, that was the only little bit of rhythm I was gonna get. Um, that was my moment to shine. You know what I'm saying Gasolina came on. I had to be hyped about that. Hey. Um, yeah, and I was just like. Oh. I wish it was like more like dance. I was like, yo, pass me the motherfucking ox, bro. Give me the ox. I'll turn this bitch out. I'm surprised they didn't even they didn't play they didn't even play Rihanna. I was so surprised. I was hoping to hear like one dance. Come Mr. DJ Sampandi. I was waiting for work. I'm like, yo. Um, but yeah, to go back to you asking about like people from the village coming into where we were staying, we they have this thing on Fridays called Bry Night, and it's like a barbecue night where everybody just brings meat and they just grill it. Um, and everybody just like chills hangs out smokes some dude bought a hookah um and we were all just kicking it listening to music had a good time um at like there but we invited mad people like the people that were our tour guides when we went to Africanian when we did the clip jumping shit it's called kloofing um <laughs> when we went to that they showed up which was really cool um couple people that we met in the village that we were with like the whole week they came to and we were all just vibing i went to bed at like maybe midnight i was like okay this is cute but we still gotta get up tomorrow to go to work so i'm gonna go to bed now because i'm gonna be really cranky if i don't get at least mm -hmm. six hours um so that was but that was dope it's and it's like a thing that they do bright night it's a thing that's dope. good that's good. At least they get to like bond with locals. Yeah, which you was really cool. You get to bond with the um, people, like met, the tour guides you said. There was three other people staying where we were staying, but we were in the tents. They were in the main house. And I think one was from Italy, one was from Brazil, and two were from Brazil. So we like met a bunch of different people, which is really cool. That's good. Well, so wait, let's talk about kloofing. <laughs> Because I specifically remember before you left, you were like, "Hey, I ain't you ain't gonna catch me doing no no mountain climbing, no none of this shit. I'm holding the bags." And then I saw the Instagram post, and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 um, yes." So it was one of those things that was like either go. So some people didn't want to go, so they went to do something else. But I didn't want to be with those people, so I was like. I'm going to have to suck it up and be with the motherfuckers in my age bracket. And all the motherfuckers in my age bracket are doing this thing. So I guess I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. So it was, they call it's called kloofing. I, I believe it's Afrikaans for, um, oh, fuck. Cliff jumping. I think that's what it is. It's called kloofing. Mad funny. And so we went and we had on these wetsuits, this 
fine ass African man helped me get into my wetsuit and he braided my hair. And then I later found out he had a girlfriend and I was like, well, there the crush goes. Um, Cause I'd be respectful and I have morals. Thank you. That'd um, be the, usually the way it goes for Nina. <laughs> usually the way it goes for Nina. All the guys I'm interested in have fucking girlfriends. It's mad disrespectful, but I'd be respectful and let it go. Um, so we like had to like belay down this fucking like cliff, get to the bottom. And then when we got to the bottom, then we got to jump jumped in and then we now we're swimming through this canyon to each jump after that and then at one point we did a zip line we were in a cave you did all of that yeah oh my god yo it was nuts it was fucking crazy but he just jumped off of his bed i just scared the shit out of you me. yeah that poor fucking dog dude i am so happy you did all of that how how many hours like how did this how many times like did you jump two hours i think we jumped about four times and oh they just got higher Bro, my fucking heart came out of my ass every time. Oh, my God. Every time. Yo, dead ass, though. So I got my period the second day when we were going. And I'm like, damn, it's the he- everybody, every female feels me. The second day is always the heaviest. I just had to be in a tampon. Every time I jumped, I promise you, I thought the tampons came out because I was shitting myself. <laughs> I was like, yo. Oh my- Wait, so are you on a rope or are you jumping into a uh, body of water? Jumping into a body of water. Oh, my God. Free Nina. falling, free falling, my Nina, guy. I have a newfound respect for you. Free falling. I have a newfound. What? Mm-hmm. And you did that like a big girl? Yeah, I did, I did. I am so proud Because if not, the, of you. the guys would have kicked you off. They would have, Oh, It's either my. you jump or they're going to make you jump. And how high do you think it was, B- building-wise, here? Oh. Um, Jumping off which building? The highest one that we jumped, I want to say... If I, it was almost like jumping off of, damn, I gotta really think about this. Market basket. Okay. If I was like on top of market basket and I jumped off. I, I, That's not that it bad. Wasn't that bad. But That's my not heart that still bad. came out of my ass. I probably could be short shooting that, but it probably is higher, but I literally, all my days blend together. That's not that bad. But the fact that you did it, like, when I saw the pictures, I'm like, she, oh, I knew she was going to do it. There's no way I couldn't. I I was like, like, I know she's going to do it. She's not going to hold the bags. She's not the, the thing is that you'll say you're not going to do it, but if they put you to it, you're like, I'm not, like, I'm not a little bitch. Yeah. I was like, I'm not to suck it up. (laughs) Mama ain't raised no bitch. Suma ain't raised no bitch. Yo, that is so dope to hear. Um, Talk about, talk about, tell us about how... Was how did you feel when it was time to come back? I was so fucking hyped. Were you? Were you? I wanted to come back. Like I was ready. Like I thought. Like as I know. Like in the, in a, in last season, I was saying how like I'm used to only going on trips for four days. Like I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Que si lo otro? What have yep, you? Yep. But I was so invested in what I was doing that it didn't. I feel like this trip went by too fast. I feel like I blinked and I'm I'm back home. You know so. Um, but I was ready to be back home. Like, again, like I said, all my peers were like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And I was like, sign me the fuck up. I'm going home. Send mm-hmm. me home. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, just again, because the vibe was so dope. Like when you're with a group of people and you have a, a, a common, a common goal and everybody gets it and everybody sees that and it, it just made it easier to be there. Like there was, there was never a point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go home. Except for the last day when we were packing, I'm ready to go home now. Right. You know, so I. It, Especially knowing you got about 15, 16 hours of travel to go. Yeah. So the travel back was 31 hours. 
Oh, wait. So it was 31 there, 31 back? I think the first time was 28, and the, on the way back it was 31. Oh, nah. The, my last flight was 15 hours long. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? You know what Ruben's infamous for? Going places and just moving there because he ain't trying to go back. <laughs> I'm like, yo, run me my money. Send me the check over here. Direct deposit. I will be living here. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to take in. It is, it is, it is. That's a lot to take in. Like, what was your most inspirational moment while you were there? Was there any moment that you were like, I'm really fucking here? What the fuck? Hmm. I. Probably while you were midair jumping off the. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. There was. There was a moment where. I was just sitting on this tire at the preschool and I was just sitting there minding my own business. What have you just looking around, like just sit, taking it all in. Cause like, again, I never, as a kid, I always wanted to go to Africa, but you know, I was thinking like Egypt. Um, and I, I, I still would love to go, but to be in South Africa and to be doing what I was doing with the group of people, uh, that I was doing it with, I just, there, again, I was sitting on this, on this tire and I was like, this is this is dope. And then I got up and I went to walk over to the jungle set and I did, I I we were trying to finish painting something and I just wanted a moment where I could just like vibe listen to music and I was painting. I think I posted the picture on my on my Instagram. And they I got the ox. So I was playing my little my little old school R&B and nobody had a problem with it, so I was hyped about it. Um because every time they would play like their rap music, I was like Rolling my eyes, like, I don't fucking even know these songs. What the fuck? Because <laughs> me, I love music when I know it. Because mm-hmm. I love to sing. And I, whatever, that's a whole other story. But I, I was standing at the top. And I remember being upset because everybody wanted to do the job so fast. I was like, yo, is it quality or for quantity? Like, what are we doing? So I got mad because everybody got to go to the other preschool. And I had to stay. And I stayed behind. I didn't have to, but no one else was going to do it. So I stayed behind to f- to finish up what people didn't finish. Yeah. Because they were too busy trying to see who can get it done faster. I was taking my time with it. I was putting, like, I, when I tell you, like, I was putting all of my efforts into what I was doing. Like, if my name is on it, it needs to be good. It has to be A1. Like, even just painting, it had to be good. There was a moment where I just stopped for a second and I leaned up against the pole. And I just, I, I was on a jungle gym, so I was higher up. And I just got to, like, look look at the school, look at, um, you know, the surrounding neighborhood. And uh, I remember looking up and just, like, literally just taking, like, a deep breath and just being like, yo, like, I did I ever once think that I would be here right now yeah. doing what I'm doing in South Africa? Like, because the whole time, and I talked about this on my Instagram before I left, like, all the people that were giving me the negative shit, Talking about how, yo, you're like, you're not going to want to eat. You're you're not going to be able to like shower. Like they were saying just the dumbest shit because they, because again, I couldn't even be mad at these people because they, all the, America portrays Africa to be is poor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You see a little mm-hmm. weak ass commercials in the eyes. Just for five cents a day, you can sponsor a child. <laughs> like that's all you ever, and even me personally, that's all I ever saw growing up. So when the opportunity presented itself, I did my research and I'm like, what the fuck? This ain't that different. Yeah. It's not that yeah. crazy. Outside of being in a village and, you know, seeing the way that they live and dirt roads and people not having shoes and stuff like that, like, okay. But I, because I did my research, I did my due diligence, I was able to put myself in that mindset of this is what I'm going to be prepared to see. 
You know, so some people were like crying because they were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, did you not do the research before you got here? Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just that moment of like. We made it like we are we are doing this and and, and it that was it. I was up there painting, listening to music like I'm, I'm like, I'm listening to fucking Luther Vandross in South Africa. What? With a paintbrush in my hand. And bug spray in the other. What, what type of life did you tap into? Yeah, like I was like, what is this? What alternate universe is this? Um, but it was, it, that was the moment where I was just like, wow. And I think that was like day two, day three, that I was like, oh, we doing this. This is what we doing. Um, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I think for, for, for this episode, uh, I'm going to leave everybody with the final question being, would you do it again? Yes. I need my laptop back so I can put in my application. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I would do it again. I want to get more people on this. Um, I actually hit up my college roommate and I was like, bitch, you're coming with me 2021. Don't give a fuck. You're coming. You would love it. She was like, oh my God, yes. Send me all of the info. And I'm like, that's the energy I need from motherfuckers what it is. Hey. Um, but yeah, it was. Well, it was the, no, you have experience. 2020. That's Tanzania. Okay. But this trip that I just went on is going to be again next year. So okay. I want to go on the same trip. Um, I have a different mindset. Oh, my God. And you know how amazing that's going to be, the fact that you're going to show up again this time next year and see, see those kids? kids? That is going to be, yo, that's fucking dope. That's yeah. dope. So fingers crossed. Jesucristo keeps me. So Frito speaks fundraising. Yo, I'm dead ass. I got to start fundraising ASAP. Rocky. Got to start fundraising. Um... But yeah, I mean, it it was just, I appreciated the fact that I had a newfound appreciation to get back home to continue the podcast. And because I was at home, I was kind of jealous though. When y'all had guests, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh, they sitting in my seat. I'm, I, I'm in my seat back. I'm sorry. Yo, Gabby and Jenny did their thing. I'm not even going to front. I'm not going to front. They, they, they did. They, they, they definitely did their thing, but did. I needed to be, I needed to be back. I needed. We definitely have to have a, an episode with them again and with you there. Oh, for sure. I kept sure, telling them, sure, I'm like, sure. we definitely have to sit down um, all three of us and do an episode. I was very, uh, intentional about speaking about our podcast, uh, to get our followers up, um, you know, to talk about the things that we talk about, um, and let people know, like, this is what I'm doing. And people are like, oh, you do a podcast? Because, mind you, I was quiet the whole time. Quiet the whole time that I was there. Unless I was making, like, a fucking joke or just being an idiot. Just being me. But uh, I told them, I was like, if you want to listen to anything I would have would have said at Reflection, you're going to have to listen to my podcast. Because I don't just talk to anybody about anything. Ooh. Point and that's the and level period. that we're on. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. um, I think going on this trip, I was trying to find my purpose. I'm trying to find my purpose. And I'm still trying to find my purpose. But the whole time, all I can think was, I cannot wait to get back for the podcast. I can't fucking wait. And I kept making jokes on people. I'm going to, y'all keep fucking up. Because that shit, I'm going to be talking shit. Mm-hmm. And this is only safe. part one. Yo, I'm I'm gonna need Sam on because Sam's about to be like, yo, this motherfucker is about to be like, I hate this bitch. But I mean, it. I I already warned everybody. L- tune in if you want. Tune in if you want. If you want to still like me, don't tune in. If you don't give a fuck about me, tune in. <laughs> like that's fine. I'm okay with it. We was strangers when we showed up. We gonna be strangers later. It's not that serious yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, like everybody was like, oh, I got a new family. I got a new family. I'm like. Mm. This is just a moment in time. Yep. 
let me not be that asshole that says that. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone was like, oh, new friends. Nah, I would have dead. I would have dead been sitting in that circle like family, like Soldier Boy. My v- family. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't go over there, my brother. If you don't miss me with the bullshit, um, yeah. Again, like I said, everybody was on this high and everybody was like this, and then I'm over here like. Snap back to reality. What? I was like, nah, we're not doing this. Um, which was, it was a cute sentiment. I get it. It was it was a cute concept. Um, it was a great memory. It was, it, oh, my know. God. It was a great experience. Like, I have all these new people that, like, I know now and, like, you know, connecting and things like that. There was a couple people that I'm like, yo, shit. Uh, a couple people that live in Rhode Island. I'm like, yo, I'm always down there visiting my best friend. Like, I'll hit you up. We could go out to the bar. We could chill, kick it, whatever. Um, which is not a problem. Like, I don't mind making those connections. A couple, one girl lives in Drake. It. She was fucking dope yo and i was like bet what bar do you work at because i will pull up for them free drinks boo boo what we doing oh and done. she was like i got you boo i literally said i was like i will pull up with my cousin like i will just pull up and, and drink it and just like have a good time um a couple people lived in like the boston area so we were like yo we're not that far from each other like we dead ass can link up you can keep connections a um, couple people that were like further out um one was in north carolina one was in new york um or is not was is um that's where they're, they're based out of um but other than that, everybody else is, like, pretty much local, which is really dope. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, it was definitely, if you can do a trip like this, I advise you to do a trip like this. Um, just because it's, it's it's a beautiful experience. And granted, I went in on El Chisme, but that, y'all know me. I just soak everything in, and then I, I, I have to process it, and then it's going to come out. Either you're going to like what I have to say or you're not. Like I say all the time, I am not for everybody. Mm, and I think that was delicacy. my biggest, right, I think that was my biggest thing going into this trip. Like, I never I never go into places thinking, like, are they going to like me? Are they, you know, am I good enough? Fuck that. Fuck all that noise. Because that's how you miss out on opportunities in life, when you give a fuck about another person's opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, um uh, like I said, and I said it out loud in front of everybody. I was like, I'm not for everybody. I'm really not. Either you fuck with me or you don't. And I said that shit out loud, plain and simple. And everybody was like, respect. You know, like I can't fake the funk. If someone is trying to talk to me and I genuinely don't give a fuck about what you have to say, I'm, you're going to see it all over my face. Yeah. You will see it on my face. And there were a couple times where people were trying to talk to me and I'm looking at them like, I'm sorry, do I look like I am in a headspace to have a conversation right now? Nope. And I would just give him one word answers. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. No, I get it. It was, like, very short. Like, social cues, people. Social cues. Pick up on social cues, please. Because it just makes it that much more awkward when I have to continue to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at one point, there were a couple people that were still talking, and I walked away from them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. Boop. And I walked in the complete opposite direction. I don't know if y'all was done talking to me, but I was done listening to you. I am absolutely done. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of done, let's wrap up this Caldero talk. Yes, Y'all yes, already yes. know. And head over to our next section, which is... A reposar. Yeah, we're here at our last section. Yeah. Another week tackled. You know what I'm saying? Hope you guys are having a great day. Um, this is Reposal, where we give you guys our affirmations and leave you guys on some positive thoughts. Mm, and mm, any mm. shout outs that we might have, I'll start off. My affirmation for this week is be teachable. Ooh. Be teachable. 
And I say this because I've been getting a lot of um, messages, you know, throughout conversation um, and just throughout experiences that I've been experiencing these past few weeks where it's like you need to learn how to just sit back and ride the wave. Like how you were saying earlier, like just just sit back and ride the wave. Not everything. You don't know everything. You shouldn't know everything. You should always be learning. You should always be more. Um, I know that these past two weeks, like doing the episodes with Jenny and um, Gabby, like that taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about how to space that I'm in um, and to trust myself and know that I can, you know, take on that challenge and and really do that um, as well as other experiences that I have going on, especially through work, working with kids. Um, that's something that I'm learning right now. Like, hey, you don't have all these kids figured out. It's mm. a lot of kids. Some days you got to do things differently, but you have to be teachable and you have to be understanding of each situation. And that's something that's always been hard for me. But now I'm like starting to work through that. Um, what about you? For an affirmation, I'm going to say don't sell yourself short. Mm. Just because you might be in a certain mindset and think that um, there are certain things that are going to hold you back. Like I said, in in previous episodes, I was like, I have anxiety, uh, social anxiety. I don't want to be around new people. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I came back and I had a, a whole new outlook on what I can do as a person if I put my mind to it. Like I said, I ain't jumping off no motherfucking cliffs. What did my stupid ass do? When I started jumping off some motherfucking <laughs> cliffs and I survived. So do not sell yourself short because if you sell yourself short, you're going to keep yourself from experiencing life and creating memories that will last a lifetime. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, I want to give a couple shout outs. Yes. Yes. I want to shout out Jenny. Who's yes. listening? I know she's listening. Yes, Jenny. And Gabby. Gabby's definitely listening too. Like, shout out to both of them. I want to say uh, thank you to both of them for holding it down. Mm-hmm. I think they were two very enlightening episodes. They really did teach. We, d- we really did speak about a lot that needed to be spoken about, which I was really happy about. And the conversation happens naturally. Right. So that's always a plus. Um, I want to shout out. Who do I want to shout out? I, I want to shout out. I want to shout out whoever went out there and bought my sweater. Yes, you're lying. I got two people who purchased yes, my sweater, and baby, I was very happy go. about that. Um, if you don't know, we have the Sofrito Speaks T-shirt that's going out right now. Mm-hmm. We brought it down to fifteen. I think it's at fifteen ninety nine or something. Um, so uh, all the money that we receive, don't think that we pocket it. We don't. It's we all definitely towards put it, better yeah. equipment. And towards it's all building the brand, baby. It, yeah. It ain't, so it ain't if you like, want to oh, show Nina some went love, on the trip and she used that yeah, money. No, no, no. That's we not what it is. First of all, we don't even make that much money. We let's, don't. Let's calm it down. Help us out, people. Let's calm it down. If you want to show some love, show some support, um, feel free to buy a Sofrito Speaks T-shirt. The link is uh, in our bio. Mm-hmm. Click the link tree. Click yep. merchandise. It'll bring you directly to our Teespring page. The T-shirts are pretty dope. We're waiting for hours to come in. Yep. Um, and then we're gonna start, you know, taking pictures and releasing it for you guys to see. But they're definitely available for purchase. Um, I also do my own personal t-shirts that I'm trying to release a new landscape, one every month. Landscape, baby, cop you one. I got I the landscape sweater out. <laughs> I got a new t-shirt that's coming out this week. I'll be uh, premiering that. And then every month I'm trying to release t-shirts we and hustling, just baby. We go hustling. about that. Yeah, side hustle, side hustle. Uh, how about you? Any shout outs? Uh, my shout outs are going to go to my sister, Jerrica, hey. for holding it down and keeping me sane throughout this entire trip. 
Um, I think every time I had an issue and I had to check myself, I hit up my sister just, you know, just to be like, yo, am I, am I bugging? And should I fuck, should I flip the fuck out or should I remain sane? So thank you for being my, my safe space. Um, while I was so far away, I have mad love for you. Um, you know, you're my day one, literally since conception, my roommate. Um, and Ruben, I want to shout you out for holding it down, baby, because I know you was listening over there. I was, I was the sound of that smile. Shut up. Um, I, every, whenever the episode would drop, I would literally dismiss myself from wherever I was and I would take my headphones and I would go sit under a fucking tree and I would listen to it. That's crazy. Um, just cause I wanted to see what was going on. Uh, Gabby for sure for holding it down. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. Um, Jenny, yo, Jenny, why are you me? Dime. Yeah. <laughs> why are we so much alike? Like, I was listening to the episode and I was like, I felt like it was me still talking. Like, I legit was like, okay, all right, bet, let's get it. Um, you're, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for, you know, uh, being on the show and, and holding it down while I was gone. Um, I tuned in. I really appreciate y'all. Um, I'm also going to shout out my best friend, Megan Clock, because... If it was not for her, I would not have known about um, South Africa and, and the, the things that can be done there and that actually led to my friendship with Sam. Um, so I'm going to shout out Sam for putting me on and for pushing me out of my comfort zone hey, and, and seeing Sam. something within myself that I didn't see um, and, and just, you know, overall putting forth the effort to making me just a better person and not selling myself short. So I really appreciate Sam for that. And, of course, I'm going to shout out the Sound of a Smile program because it is a beautiful thing. Um, what a group of strangers can do and the outcome um, that happens from like-minded people all having a common goal into making something beautiful. And that's exactly what happened. The Sound of a Smile program, you can look it up on Instagram um, and you can follow their link. They do have upcoming trips. Um, look into it. They are pricey, but that didn't stop me from going. It's not going to stop me from going. It's and I went on the same yeah. trip with 16 other motherfuckers that it ain't stopped from going on this trip. So it's doable. You can get it. You all can get it done. Um, I will be fundraising for the next one. Um, so I'm going to be asking for y'all help to get me to go again because your girl's out here international, baby. So yeah, thank you. I, th- I would say if anybody's interested to hit you up. Yeah, and I can I can send you. She um, can definitely into, guide you in the right direction. I can guide you, for put that. you in the right direction. Um, link you up with Sam. Sam could talk all fucking day about this trip, um, which isn't a bad thing. But he's just I find him annoying right now. I don't want to see this motherfucker for another like I don't want to see him for a couple months. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, I want to you know sound of a, a smile program it, really fucking dope. Um, and everybody that you know reached out to me to let me know that what they thought what I was doing was absolutely amazing. Um, it warmed my heart every day to, you know, log into my Instagram and see the the beautiful the love, messages yeah. that I received and the love and it just it was overwhelming. I ain't cry because thugs don't cry, but mm. you know, there's I felt a little some little some was brewing. <laughs> you know, my my heart grew three sizes while I was over there. I am <laughs> but that's that's all I have. Those are my my words of affirmation and those are my shout outs. I appreciate every single person I came in contact um, with in the last uh, two weeks and everybody that um, wished me the best on this trip. I do. A A A A. That's the end of episode number nine, season two, Sofrito Speaks. My name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And it's your girl Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.